Hi, this is Gerald Salenti and Trends This Week on Progressive Radio Network. Great being here. Glad you're there. On another wild week. And the greatest freak show on earth. Yep. And a country near you. Wonderful what's going on over there in the Congo. Eh, only about the lowest estimate, about 300,000 people just displaced in the last couple of weeks. And everything's lovely in Algeria. The people are still protesting. They want a new government. And over there in uh, Sudan, it's just lovely. They got that military leader over there telling the people that have been protesting. They killed over 120 people last week. But um, mainstream media doesn't care about it. Yep, the... um, the military leader there, the Sudan general, said, um, <laughs> Salah Abdel Khalig insisted that, oh, no, it's not him. Let's wait a minute here. The first interview with the council member of the Sudanese troop to film for Democratic left. No, that's, they got the wrong guy here. It's uh, General Salah Abdel, it is that, oh, it is Khalig, yep. We do not want to rule Sudan forever. A few months will be, uh, and we'll be going home. But um, given the military's close involvement in Sudan's politics over the last 50 years, <laughs> can't believe this guy, because the last guy, the army officer that ran it, uh, became president in 1969 after seizing power. And he was only to be toppled by his own soldiers in 1985. And talking about the negotiations he's having with the protesters, quote, I feel these negotiations will not go well. They behave like kids. They're not behaving like adult population. These are people pushed into servitude. Terrible conditions. But again, it's one country after another. We got this guy over there in um, Colombia, Duquesne. He said, if you're living in a condo and every single night your neighbor next door beats your wife and his children and you hear the screams wall to wall, what should your moral attitude be? He asked this in reference to Venezuela's uh, conditions over there. Our moral duty has to be to push Maduro out of power. That's the leader of Venezuela who was duly elected. And these people, they all play up their their, uh, Christian values. I don't know, he's a practicing Catholic. And uh, he keeps talking about it. And he often refers to morality to justify 
his positions. This is a guy, by the way, with a popularity rating of around 20%. So we wrote about this in our Trends Journal back in November before the Venezuelan coup took place or attempted coup took place in January. We called it the Triangle of Death, Colombia, Argentina, and Brazil, with the backing of the United States to overthrow the Maduro government. So again, it's a freak show everywhere. The people, of course, in Venezuela are suffering terribly because of the sanctions the United States put on it. The same thing with the Iranians. So, the United States, of course, making it more difficult for the people in Cuba when Trump put on further curbs to travel to Cuba just uh, a week ago, a week and a half ago. But war is the way the United States beefed up its troops in, Pol- excuse me, in Poland more troops into the Middle East. What, what are we doing with troops in Poland and in, in, in Germany, in Italy, in 79 countries, over 800 bases? And having troops in Poland is against the agreement that Reagan <clears throat> signed with Mikhail Gorbachev, back in the 80s. And that was they'd break up the Soviet Union and the agreement would be that NATO wouldn't expand any further than it was. And of course, that ended right away. Bill Clinton scrapped that plan. And then George W. Bush, and then Obama, and now Trump. Could you imagine if we had Russian troops on the Mexican and Canadian border and Iran was patrolling the Gulf of Mexico with huge fleets, of battle, battle fleets of ships? Oh, it'd be fine. But it's okay for the United States to do it in other countries. And there's very little, very little, if any, protests going on in this country, virtually nothing against war. And you look what happened over there in Hong Kong <clears throat> when you had two million people plus take to the streets for days not to get a law passed that would allow the Chinese government to extradite people accused of crimes to China. And, you know, my belief is that China's going to take over Hong Kong within a matter of, you know, a decade, if not less. I mean, the UK ran it. Can you imagine Britain ran, run, ran the place till 1997? And the deal was that they would give the, China, the Hong Kong its freedom, kind of, for about 50 years. So time's running out on that. Imagine that. 
I mean, is I think Hong Kong's right next door to uh, what is it? It's United Kingdom, and then there's Scotland, and then there's Ireland, and then there's there's Hong Kong. Yeah, they're right in the same area over there, right? Next door neighbors. The sun never sets on the British Empire. Mr. Salenti, lower your voice. Be proper like we are. We're murderous people and have a long record of it. But we pretend to be very civilized. Anyway, going back to Hong Kong, this is a country, not a country, but a place, about less than 8 million people, 7.5 million people, and over 2 million turnout to protest. What protests do you have in the United States? Nothing. Oh, one day they go out, a couple of years ago, the Women's March, or whatever marches. Lucky to get a million people in a country of 320 million. And you take a bus to the Washington Mall over there. And the next day it's all over. There's no fight in this country. It's gone. Gone. No bullying zones. <clears throat> yep. Learn how to fight. Learn how to protect yourself is what I believe in. And again, I say that as a close combat practitioner. I don't want to get in a fight. Last thing I want to do is if I do, you never know what's going to happen. Okay, how good you are. You know, who has a gun, who has a knife, who you slip, you fall, whatever it could be. So you don't want to get in a fight. But you learn to protect yourself. Being a Napolitano, born in the Bronx, you have that kind of in your blood, you know. But there's no fight in this country. Not at all. Complains, identity politics. And that's as far as it goes. Live on a multinational plantation of Slavelandia. Every day, you know, tracking trends is the understanding of current events. And you read this day, that day, merger and acquisition, merger and acquisition, merger and acquisition. The bigs keep getting bigger. As I keep saying, when I was a kid, there were things called drugstores before you had <coughs> CVS and Walgreens. You had local drugstores, local stationery stores. Up here in Kingston, where I am, we had Riley's down the block. Of course, I grew up in the Yonkers in the Bronx. You had local stationery stores everywhere. No more. Drug stores, stationery stores, hardware stores. Hardly a hardware store. <coughs> Excuse me. Nope. We got Home Depot and Lowe's. Isn't that great, huh? So close your store down and come to work for us. You'll have a lousy job and a terrible atmosphere. We'll pay you nothing, but we'll make more money. So they did away with the antitrust acts. They used to stop that from happening. Jimmy Carter was one of them. All the liberals love him. He deregulated the airline industry. When I was a young guy, there were like 150 airlines. Mohawk, Allegheny, this one, that one. 
prices were reg- regulated, fares were regulated. They used to compete on service. And now we got the monopolies running the show. United, American. It's a takeover. And all we are are workers on a plantation of Slavelandia. Slavelandia. That's all it is. So, what else is going on? Well, you know, they're still talking about impeaching Trump. And yesterday, of course, he announced he's running for president. What a surprise. What a joke. He's perfect. He represents the country. Presidential reality show. The apprentice, chair, the apprentice champion. That's all it is. Nothing more than a freak show in a country near you. It's a freak show. Where are the protests? Where are the protests? Nothing. Democrats and repulsive kids. I'm a Democrat. I'm a repulsive kid. So, backing for impeachment inquiry hits 27%. It's a waste of time and a waste of energy. If they impeach Trump, goes to the Senate to convict him. You need a two-thirds majority. And you got a majority already of Republicans in the Senate. So it's not going to happen. It's a waste of money, a waste of time, and a waste of energy. And that's the way it is. Yep. Hey, you know, they had that power outage that hit Argentina and Uruguay. Remember when the power outage hit Venezuela? They claimed it was sabotage. Oh, that was news all the time. But that power outage down there that's affecting about 40 million people. That's different. It hardly makes the news. Hardly makes the news. Argentina. Oh, how the press bragged about the new president that came in a few years ago, Macri. Oh, he's a businessman and he's bringing in, you know, guys from the uh, Chicago School of Business. And how are they going to get that country straightened out? Oh, they only have about a 23% unemployment rate. That's all. Can you imagine? 23% unemployment rate. 
Their inflation's running over 50% over there. The peso's down over 50%, the currency. But he's a good guy because the Americans like him. Yep. The hypocrisy of the news. That's why you tune into Progressive Radio Network. You get real information, not the garbage that they're feeding us. Let's go to CNN, breaking news. Fact-checking Trump's Orlando campaign rally. Two 14-year-old boys found guilty of murdering schoolgirl in Ireland. I mean, that's terrible, but you know. (laughs) Yep. That's the headlines. MH17 crash investigators named four suspects. Nothing to tell you. Magician's body found after failed river escape stunt. This is it. That's it. Those are the headlines. Totally useless stuff. Totally useless news. And that's why, again, you listen to Progressive Radio Network and why you subscribe to the Trends Journal so that you can prepare for the future. And by the way, we have a podcast. You go to any of the podcast places. And um, it's called Trend Vision 2020 with me and Douglas Gruntha. Doug Gruntha is a real radio champion, been around a long time. Prepare you for the global future. Nothing else like it anywhere. Junk news. Hey, how about the United States sending $250 million in military aid to Ukraine? Isn't that great? Can't drink the water in Flint, Michigan still, but we could send $250 million to enrich the military-industrial complex and to create more war and destruction. But don't occupy peace. Don't put a penny in it. Nothing. Nothing. All the billionaires, the millionaires, donate nothing. Yep. So, I just want to go into some economic news. You know, we sent out a trend alert two weeks ago, called it the gold bull run. And I believe gold is near the bottom now. It's bottomed out, basically. Go down another $50, $70. That's nothing in futures. But the Fed today is going to announce, the Federal Reserve, whether or not they're going to cut interest rates now or July or how many times. And we wrote back in March that they were going to do this when Virtually no one was. 
There's a global slowdown. They have to pump more monetary methadone into the system. I believe the Fed's going to lower rates several times before the 2020 election. I also said back in January that you're going to see the 30-year mortgage go below 4%. Back in November, it was near 5%. It's now below 4%. They need this monetary methadone to prop up the economy. And people ask, well, with all this cheap money, why, why isn't the dollar going down? Well, because they're printing cheap money everywhere. They announced yesterday, Mario Draghi, the head of the European Central Bank, former Goldman Sachs cat that was uh, head of the European division of Goldman Sachs that helped lie Greece into the Eurozone so they got rid of their currency and went into the euro and then went broke. Yeah, that Mario Draghi, he came out yesterday saying that the European Central Bank would do basically all it can to stimulate the sagging economy. And the economy's really sagging over there. You have Germany. They're looking for growth. This, this is the powerhouse of Europe. They're looking for growth there. At what? 0.6%? So going back to the dollar, so now he announces that the euro gets weaker. China. They're pumping more money into that system to keep it going. The yuan's going down, their currency. No, Trump, they're not devaluing it purposely. They're devaluing it by printing more cheap money. That's why the dollar is staying stronger, because the other currencies are so weak. The outflows coming out of the emerging markets, it's astounding. And they're cutting rates like crazy. And just since April, you have India, Malaysia, Philippines. It's one country after another. Now you're looking at Egypt, Indonesia, Mexico, South Korea. They're ready to cut rates too. There's a global economic slowdown. The only people that have been enriched are the 1%. Period. Paragraph. Everybody else is living on the edge. You know the numbers. Millennials have virtually nothing saved. On average, they have almost, what, $40,000 worth of college debt. Could you imagine starting your life off? Life off at, and that's the average. People have hundreds of thousands.
So they're going to aggressively lower interest rates. No question about it. It's going to artificially prop up the economy. They're going to keep doing it until the end of the 2020 elections, the presidential reality show. Trump's in a real estate business. He knows when interest rates go up too high, real estate goes down too low. And by the way, you can already see that. And that's why housing starts were down last month. So, that's where we're at on the economy. The lower the dollar goes, the higher gold goes. The more cheap money that's printed, the higher gold prices move. The more global tension out there, the higher gold prices go because more investors look for safe haven assets. Where do you put your money now with all these low interest rates? They have negative interest rates not only in Japan, they have them in Germany, the Bund. You buy a 10-year bond and you get less back than what you bought it for? We are on the cusp of the greatest economic calamity in modern world history. All of the banks around the world have printed up fake money, digital money, backed by nothing, and printed on nothing. Gold. And I don't give financial advice. To me, is the only safe haven asset. And silver, people believe in silver. You know, I, again, I don't give I don't give advice. So the markets are going to keep pumping up. It has nothing to do with Chinese trade deals. If it was if if there was trade wars and tariffs do you think the markets would be nearing new highs and keep hitting new highs as they have since Trump got elected? That's a lot of BS. And I don't agree with Trump on virtually anything. But I do agree that we need to renegotiate the trade deals. And to me, it's very simple. Just put in place what used to exist before. That's it. I don't want to know about tariffs or this do what you had before. Bring back the deals you had before. Over 95% of everything Americans wear comes from a foreign country. I remember when I was a kid on 7th Avenue in the city over here, you know, the garment district. See people pushing racks of clothes up and down the streets. Gone. 
Gloversville. What did they make in Gloversville? Tannersville. What did they do there? All the shoe factories we used to have. Clothing factories. Gone. Gone. So what's going to happen? What's going to change it? I'll tell you. It's right before our eyes. It's ready to happen. Now, it's not about bringing back jobs here. It's doubtful that will happen as long as you have the repulsive kins and democrats in. And the multinationals control the governments around the world. Democracy? Yeah. What do you call campaign contributions, bribes, and payoffs? But I'll tell you what's going to crash the markets. And it may happen sooner than later. It's before everybody's eyes. Oh, it's beyond the global slowdown. I mean, that's real. But it's bigger than that. Worse than that. And I'll tell you about that when we come back. And if you have any questions or answers, don't forget to call 1-888-874-4888-888-874-4888. And um, let me know what you're thinking, what you want me to talk about, and what you see happening. So we're going to be back in a little bit. Stay tuned. Progressive Radio Network, the number one network for those who care about the truth. Hi, this is John Lobel. You can hear my show Visionaries at 10 a.m. on Mondays on PRN. And guess what? PRN now has its own app. So you've always been able to listen to our shows by going to your web browser and putting in prn.fm, and then you can listen to the current show that's on air. But you can now download onto your smartphone, Android and iPhone, our PRN browser, search for it in your app store, and you can listen live to whatever's on at the moment. So download now our prn.fm Hey, it's Jesse, PRN Station Manager. I have an exciting announcement for our amazing listeners. PRN has a new voicemail line that will allow you to connect better with our hosts. If you can't listen live but have a question or comment for one of our hosts, just call 862-800-6805. That's 862-800-6805. This feature will allow your voice to be heard on your favorite PRN show. Thank you for listening to the program. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to invite you to listen to Warrior Connection on the Progressive Radio Network. Progressive Radio Network is moving forward and we're doing the best we can for the veterans of our nation. Warrior Connection is an ongoing discussion with veterans, scientists, 
politicians, journalists, reporters, and doctors about the health and environmental effects of war on our nation's veterans. Our purpose is to provide the information necessary for all veterans to lead a productive life. Thank you very much, and God bless America. Mama Zuma Zuma Bacala. Oh, Mama Zuma Zuma Bacala. So, what's going to bring down the economy? You know. Come on. Okay, it starts with an O. Oil. And the United States ramping up the war against Iran. And again, we've been writing about this since 2017. Market shock, mass murder. How the United States, Israel, and Saudi Arabia, and the United Arab Emirates targeting Iran. Simple as that. And one lie after another. What happened last week with the two ships that were attacked and the United States blaming it on Iran without any, any, any evidence at all. You saw that our Secretary of State, that evangelical Christian, amen, brother. Don't give me your Christian stuff, man. I was raised Catholic. I could play the Catholic card. This has nothing to do with Christ. Christ would be turning in his grave if he didn't rise after the third day. If he heard Pompeo talking about how he loves the Bible, reads it every day, has it in his office, then talks about slaughter it. Quote, we lie, we cheat, we steal. That's his quote. You could go to YouTube and you can hear him say it. They even have classes in the CIA to teach you how to lie, steal, and cheat. He says. And he calls himself, oh, I'm God's man. Yeah, right-hand man. What Christ are you talking about? She's on Face the Nation on Sunday. And he goes on to say that the American people should rest assured we have high confidence with respect to who conducted the attacks. Oh, confidence from a con man? Yeah, the Iranians did it as they're hosting the prime minister of Japan, Abe, who's there to try to do an oil deal because of the United States sanctions, and they attack a Japanese-owned ship. Oh, yeah, sure, they did that. And if you believe that, I got a bridge to sell you in Brooklyn. Just disgusting. 
When pressed on CBS as to whether the Trump administration had legal authority to attack Iran, Pompeo dismissed the suggestion that the U.S. Congress would have to approve such action. He declared, quote, the American people should be very confident that we will always do the hard task it takes to protect American interests wherever they are. American interests are only in America, warmonger freak. Where's the outrage? None. None. None, 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 none. Nothing. One after another, they're coming out saying Iran did it. Trump was on... uh, Fox and Friends. I, I used to be on that show. Yeah, I used to be on a lot of them. I used to be on Oprah, Today's Show. Anyway, they, nobody has me on anymore because I won't say what they want me to say. Or I say what they don't want to hear, I should say. Trump said, um, well, Iran did do it, and you know they did it because you saw the boat. It's a little, little speedboat, a little, little nothing little boat next to the tanker, showed nothing. But you know it, right? You know it. He's saying you know it. Everybody out there, you know it. And you know they did it. Don't think for yourself, you know it. He's telling you you know it. Because you saw the boat. I'm not making this up. Because you saw the boat. So you know it. I guess one of the mines didn't explode. You guess? You guess? And it's probably, it's probably, you guess and it's probably. Those are two definite statements, right? It's probably got essentially (laughs) Iran written all over it. And you saw the boat at night trying to take the mind off. And successfully took off the mind off the boat. And that was exposed. That was their boat. That was them. And they didn't want the evidence left behind. He called Iran a nation of terror. And said they're in deep, deep trouble. No proof. Nothing. Nothing. A grainy photo of a boat. Oh, and by the way, the people on that boat said it was a flying projectile that hit them. This is from um, the president of the shipping firm. Quote, the crew is saying it was hit by with a flying object. They say something came flying towards them. Then there was an explosion. 
Then there was a hole in the vessel. Then the crew witnessed the second shot. Okay. You know, mines aren't shots, right? Now here you have United States, who has no business being there, Oh, they also claim that the Iranians shot down one of their drones, American drones. What, what, what are you doing over there? These are the same America that destroyed Libya under Obama, the Nobel Peace of Crap Prize winner, destroyed Syria under Obama. And how did they do it? With our money. To fund and arm those Islamist militants. And that's a fact. So, what's going to bring down the global economy? War. Spiking oil prices. Who sabotaged these ships? Well, I think Saudi Arabia did it, or the United Arab Emirates, or the United States. Why? Well, let's start with Saudi Arabia. They need oil at $100 a barrel for their economy to break even. That's right. Right now, as we speak, Brent crude, 62 bucks. They got a long way to go. Nope. As I was looking for the, how much oil was, I was talking before that we're sending $250 million of our money stolen from us to go to the military-industrial complex and they're giving it to Ukraine, power outage stops service at New York's Penn Station. <laughs> the Russians did it. The Russians did it. <coughs> Our third-world infrastructure, Penn Station. They have these new trains that are going like 370 miles an hour they're designing in, in, in China. Fastest trains on Amtrak average 65 miles an hour from New York to Boston. That's the average speed. But we got wars to fight and people to kill. So going back to Iran, you can see this thing is being set up. And again, we wrote about this. We're writing this for three years now, going on three years. So it's no surprise. When all else fails, they take you to war. And the place they're going to take you to war also is in Israel because the Netanyahu government's failed. They're going to have an election coming up. 
And how about that, that news that they... <laughs> they, they just... <laughs> they're proposing a new settlement in the Golan Heights. The Golan Heights is stolen land from the 1967 Six-Day War. The United Nations and most world powers consider it it's occupied Syrian territory, just like they're occupying Palestinian territory. The Israelis. You know what they're going to call it? Trump Heights. <laughs> yeah, great. So anyway, now Iran is talking about increasing its nuclear, its uranium enrichment. And the United States is coming out against that. It's okay for the United States to unilaterally break the deal that was, that was the only good thing I thought Obama did was that nuclear agreement with Iran. The United States illegally pulls out of it and now they're condemning Iran for wanting to increase their nuclear capability after the United States broke the deal. If I was Iran, I'd want a nuclear weapon or two or three. Whether you just came out with a report yesterday that Israel has well over 100. What if it was reversed and Israel wanted to build nuclear weapons and they didn't have them? Oh, then it would be okay. But Iran can't have them because they're bad. Yeah. The apartheid state of Iran. Oh, I think I mixed it up. Look at the, the Palestinians are living in an open air prison. I wonder if I get banned from Facebook for saying that. The hypocrisy of this country banning people for speaking out that they don't want to talk about in the media. Look what happened with that journalist that was arrested in Russia. People protested in a couple of days. He was out of jail and Putin want an investigation of why he was arrested in the first place. That was all over the news. But hey, nothing about Julian Assange or Chelsea Manning. No, that's different. The hypocrisy in this country. Before I was talking about Things that used to be manufactured in this country and people had a living wage. And now so many people are struggling. This is from the toilet paper record, the New York Times. This past Monday. Tariff threat has retailers... Warning of disaster. Ooh. Oh. Warning of disaster. Retailers and analysts warn the impact will be disastrous for the industry. 
Even for healthy chains like Walmart and Costco, the new duties threaten the business formula that helped speed their rapid rise over the last few decades. Import cheap products from Asia and sell them at rock-bottom prices. And they brag about this. Use slave labor to make your products, bring them here, mark up the prices, and make billions. So the Walmart, Waltons, can make more money and get higher on that range of the richest people in the world. The National Retail Federation estimates that China supplies 42% of all apparel. Again, as I mentioned, 90, over 95% of our apparel comes from overseas. Don't make it in America. Make it overseas so the big chains could get richer and the multinational plantations could grow larger. 70% of the household appliances and 88% of the toys sold in the United States made in China. And here the toilet paper record condemns wanting to have a fair trade agreement. And again, to me, just go back and put in place what used to be. Stop with this tariff stuff. 88% of the toys sold. I remember when I was a kid and we got toys for Christmas. And uh, if they were made in Japan, they were junk. Oh, it's made in Japan. Anyway, the times have changed. Oh, well, Japan was destroyed. You know, I'm, I'm a little kid. It's only like born in 46. The war ends in 45. But anyway, rock bottom prices, and then we have rock bottom jobs. Now you could work at Costco or Walmart and not have an earning a living wage. When we had manufacturing, we had that living wage, but it is long gone. It's a sellout. The Democrats and Repulsivekins. Don't forget to vote. Don't forget to vote. So on to some other news of interest, because it all ties together. One of our trends this year, top trends for 2019, was human waves. How we're going to see more and more people fleeing their nations. I mentioned what's going on in Africa. You know, I mean, recession in South Africa. You know, Brazil's back in recession. Argentina, I mentioned. You want to get out of Guatemala, El Salvador, Honduras, Nicaragua. Africa to propel world's population toward 10 billion by 2050. 10 billion people. Go back. Go back to around 1915. We had about 1.7 billion people on the planet. 1.7. Now, 
we're about 7.6. Six billion people in 100 years, a little over 100 years, added to the planet. And now we're looking at population growth to hit 10 billion in another 30 years. Sub-Saharan Africa's population is set to double over the next 30 years to some 2 billion, putting it on track to overtake Central and South Asia soon after as the world's most populous region. The trend is exemplified by Nigeria, whose population has surged from 95 million in 1990 to 201 million this year. Can you imagine? They go on to say here, the UN um, head of economic and social affairs said, many of the fastest growing populations are in the poorest countries where population growth brings additional challenges in the effort to eradicate poverty, achieve greater equality, combat hunger and malnutrition, and strengthen health and education systems. In Niger, not Nigeria, but in Niger, Women have on average seven children, the highest birth rate in the world. The population there is projected to almost triple to 66 million over the same period. Now remember, people overall are living longer, not in the United States, we're declining. So, what's going to happen? Human waves... This is why inflation isn't going up. A lot of cheap labor. Overcapacity. Overproduction. Online and open markets. My 5-0 formula. So when people are saying, why isn't inflation, of course the real inflation is going up in other ways in terms of our, what it costs to rent, what it costs to buy, what the, Taxes are, what health care costs, what food. You know, those things go up, but it's a rigged game. So in playing the rigged game, you're not going to see inflation. And that's why, as I began this, that's one of the reasons they're going to use for lowering interest rates. They're going to say that inflation's not going up. So we can lower interest rates. Human waves. And how will we feed the planet? Look at the water shortages that are going on all over. Don't you wish you were in Kuwait or India right now with temperatures in Kuwait at 124.5 degrees and around 123 in India and Iran and throughout the region? More people 
Less water is going to be the big one. Clean water, clean air, clean food. Clean food. I, I coined that term, by the way. In 1993, New York Times had a story on that. Of course, clean food is beyond organic. It's how it's brought to market and the quality of it. Yep. So those are the things to look for. Watch oil prices. Watch what's going on in Iran. When all else fails, they take you to war and the economies are failing. So what happened. We had a recession when George Bush was in office. Then 9-11 came. Forgot about that recession. Popularity spiked. Murderer. If I'm elected, I bring him up on war crime tribunal charges. So this is Gerald Salenti, Progressive Radio Network Trends this week, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in. Shut up.